<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Prez and A-Dub, it's time to bear down. Let's get it, fellas. Shout out to you, Shay. Thanks for rocking with us. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we break down the Bears' week six matchup against the Packers with our special guest, Ryan Schlipp, from the Packernet Podcast. And yes, audience, towards the end of Packers week, A-Dub, talk to him. Yes, sir. I'm getting ready, man. I'm anxious, friends. Beginning of the season, you and I both had different thoughts about this game, but now that we're on the eve and the horizon of this matchup, come on, 12, we're ready for you. Yes, we are. And this is going to be a good measuring stick for us. Yes, sir. Well, audience, as we mentioned, we are joined by Ryan Schlipp from the Packernet Podcast. Audience, you remember from last season. Ryan, get on in here and talk to him. How you doing, bro? Pretty good, man. How you guys doing? Oh, man, it's been a while, man. Packers week. We it's excited week. over here. Yeah, big absolutely. Week. Your team's doing pretty good, man. First place, A-Dub. This would be a good matchup for us. Yeah, we're yeah, knocking on that door. They're kind of limping along, but they're they're pulling it out, four and one. Well, I mean, well, with that in, in mind, I mean, how are you feeling about the season? You guys had a lot of drama this offseason, so I'm sure you're happy to be in first place right now. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of different stuff going on. You know, there was the offseason, which kind of threw everybody off, obviously. And then, um, you know, I mean, things aren't exactly like they were last year. The offense is is doing a good job, but it's not that MVP Aaron Rodgers and a lot of other things. And then it's a whole new defense on top of that. And we got a bunch of injuries. So I think we're just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. But like I said, man, we'll take four wins any way we can get it. I mean, we feel the same way over here, A-Dub. I mean, we're three and two. After week one, if you'd have told us that we would have been in this spot, I'd have told you you were a liar, man. Honestly, I feel the same way. I mean, we, and you see how we're riding in right now. A lot of injuries. No David right. Montgomery. Damian Williams, we don't know if he's going to play. You know, it's just a lot of question marks that we have on our side as well. But thank God for our defense, A-Dub. Yeah, man, we've been fortunate at this point. So, Ryan, we talked briefly about your early thoughts on the season, but this offseason. I have to ask you about this. You guys had that drama that was going on with Aaron Rodgers. Did you at any point think that he was not going to play, or did you just know in your heart that, like, look, he just probably didn't want to come to training camp. He's going to be there week one. What was your thoughts with that whole situation? Most of the time, I mean, I went back and forth so many times on that, and by the time it was done, I mean, you love it and hate it as a podcaster. It brings a lot of attention, which is nice, but I got so tired of it, man. <laughs> but for for the most part, I was pretty confident. I mean, I, on one hand, I'm thinking this is all fake. He's just trying to get some money. He knows, you know, mm-hmm. that his time's running out, whatever. But I went back and forth so many times. And there were a couple moments where I thought maybe this is really going to happen. I think the biggest was right on draft day. I'm thinking, holy, are they going to trade him? You know, I, I didn't know, like, before the first pick or before the Packers picked if, if he was going to be gone. But as the season got a little bit closer, you kind of felt like, all right, it's time to buckle down. And then the biggest question is, how is it going to affect everybody? You know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be, you know, off in retirement mode? And so far, he's been pretty good. But then you got to worry about the other guys. How is that going to affect the locker room with all the drama going on? And Rodgers kind of talking down about the organization. It kind of, you know, when, when, when the leader of your team is talking down to your boss, it kind of gives everybody else this feeling like, yeah, maybe they are kind of, you know, kind of punks and I don't have to listen to them or whatever. (laughs) You just kind of worry about that stuff, you know? Um, yeah, and then you see yeah. Devont, Devontae kind of starts pushing back a little bit, kind of doing a similar thing. 
Uh, Zadarius, there's some weird stuff going on with him seemingly being unhappy. So kind of worried, but also, again, just trying to stay hyper-focused on what's immediately in front of us and not so much on uh, the upcoming disaster that's going to be 2022. They were even asking Rodgers, and I'm sure you saw this, questions about you know his upcoming free agency and whatnot. And one team he ruled out, A-Dub, was the Bears. And when, when I heard that, I was like, that's fine. We don't want you here anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> he can go. Well, it's I, cool. I thought about that, but it, I, I kind of wonder if maybe he was just saying, you know, because they're going to have to trade him. So obviously yes. they would never trade him to the Bears. So, of course. I mean, he, and he did go on to compliment. He said he loves Chicago. He loves the city. You know, he loves walking around and, and being down there. So, I, I kind of, you know, when I first heard it, I kind of pumped my fist and then I thought about it. Like, well, <laughs> of course, of course he knows he's not going to go there because the Packers would never trade him there. No, no, no. And I think we're good here with uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, for, I think for so. the next that 10 years yeah. as well. One thing here, whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers, I just want him out of this division because this guy's 25 <laughs> against us, Ryan. I'm just sick of it, man. <laughs> I'm just sick of him. I'm I mean, sure. number 12 coming to town. When I look at this matchup, he's a wizard on offense. I mean, pre-snap. I was breaking down some film on Aaron Rodgers from that uh, San Francisco 49ers game, Ryan. I'm sure you probably were doing the same thing. And some of those things that he did at the line of scrimmage when the Niners were in the zone coverage, it was like in, on that game-winning drive. And he threw that pass right over Fred Warner's head, dropped yeah. it into Devontae yeah. Adams. Perfect play calling. You know he made that call and that adjustment at the line of scrimmage. And that's the thing when I look at this matchup that I worry about because I think that Sean Desai and Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be playing like this back-and-forth match chess match between each other all afternoon on Sunday. Yeah. That's one of the things that makes him so good. I mean, even if his play starts to decline, if his, his throws are a little bit off, you know, you get a veteran guy like him or Tom Brady or any of those kinds of guys, it's the intelligence when they start getting older, that's going to kill you. If, mm-hmm. if he knows what you're doing on defense, you're in a lot of trouble because he knows exactly the check to make. And he's got real good rapport with his guys, guys like Devonte in particular, which is probably a big part of the reason those two are getting off to such a good start. Because all he's got to do is give that guy a look. They give each other a nod. Like, I know exactly what you're thinking. And, and it just goes off. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a tough defense. They've gone up against some, some real good defenses the last couple of weeks. But, um, you know, I, again, like you said, if, if he catches something or sees something, uh, you're in a lot of trouble. So hopefully you guys have been working on, uh, on disguising what you're doing because you don't want him <laughs> picking up on what's going on. Well, so now that's one of the things, and that was actually one of my keys for this matchup is hopefully Desai could continue to do that because he did a really good job of that against the Raiders last week. He tricked the hell out of Derek Carr. Now, I'm not yeah. making any comparisons because Derek Carr is not even on the same stratosphere with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm hoping, though, just the, the tenor of that is the looks that he gives Aaron Rodgers some kind of way. You know, he could just get yeah. this guy off kilter because you're not going to stop him, but if you can slow him down a little bit, the pass rush may not even get to him because he gets the ball out so quick and to the point that you made. You'll see a pre-step A-dub. You'll see Rodgers. He'll get up to that line, and he'll just glance over, whether it's Adams, whether it's MVS, and then those guys just take off. And you're just like, fuck, man. <laughs> That's some kind of chemistry <laughs> he's got with his receivers, you know? <laughs> man, he has no problem with making an audible, man. That's what he's got to get that guy a lot of respect for. So outside of that, I mean, we, we're, we talked about the Rodgers effect. I mean, how else are you feeling about the team? I, the way that I phrase it is I'm very happy. All things considered, you know, I'm happy with the offensive line considering we lost David Bakhtiari, Elton yep. Jenkins and, and, uh, Josh Myers, our left tackle, left guard, well, left tackle, left tackle and center, I guess I'm happy with the defense considering we lost to Darius and Jair, which is brutal. And it sounds mm-hmm. like we're not going to have Kevin King in this game either. So 
All things considered, I'm happy. They are getting better. The offense is starting to pick up the pieces a little bit. It looks like we'll get a couple offensive linemen back. So hopefully we can get the run game. Not that it's been bad. Uh, Again, all things considered, it's been fine, but it's not where it needs to be. And so I'm hoping that in in certain areas, like on on defense, especially with the DBs, they can just kind of maintain because I don't expect a, a great performance considering the injuries. But they do need to take some steps, especially against this defense with the run game. The wide receivers got to step up a little bit outside of Devontae. There hasn't been much tight ends, wide receivers. Um, so they do need to take a step a little bit. But um, I think overall, I've been more or less satisfied, but they're not good enough right now to really beat the the top of the top. And they got to improve. And see, that's what I was kind of getting at. I was wondering what you thought about that, because when I was looked at a couple of the games this year, I thought the defense was a lot stronger last year. I thought last year that defense, actually, they came in here and did a pretty good job on us, A-Dub. So that's not the same defense that I'm seeing this year. And it's probably no surprise because of the injuries. The names that you brought up, those are some big-time guys that be out. Yeah, Zadarius is by far the best pass rusher. And Jair was the best corner in football last year. And after that is a big drop-off. Pretty excited about Stokes, hopefully someday. But even Jair, it was year three when he took off. So I'm not expecting Stokes to step up and be, you know, a dominant football player anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, th- there's going to be a production drop off. We need some guys to step up like Rashawn Gary's got to got to be that guy to fill in for Zadarius Preston Smith, those kinds of things. But I think until we get those guys back and Jair might be done for the year, we haven't heard yet. But oh, unless man. and until we get those guys back, uh, it's going to be hard to replicate some of the success they've had in the past. Now, and that's a fair point because, A-Dub, I think one of your keys to victory was with the receivers, right? So with Jair being out in this matchup, I mean, what are some of your thoughts there, bro? Yeah, man, I thought that, hey, this gives us an opportunity with A-Rob and Mooney to really be explosive out there because you're right, Jair is being hurt. He's a big-time cornerback, right? He's not out there to cover those guys. They're able to make some good plays. So it just be good for Fields to have a pretty good day. But with that in mind now, it's going to – it's going to mean that the offense is going to have to open up a little bit because the last couple of weeks we've been giving teams a heavy dose of the running game and right. fields. We haven't really put him in any, any many positions to take deep shots down the field. So it sounds like what you're hoping is to see a little bit more of that on Sunday, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Praise. You're right. We've been giving a heavy dose of running, but I think in this particular game here, I think we have a good matchup that we can uh, take advantage of. I brought it up earlier. So Damian Williams out potentially, obviously David Montgomery out. Khalil Herbert is going to be the start in their running back. And as much as he impressed me last week, now he's getting a big shot here against the Packers. And I just don't know how I feel about that matchup because the wild card here, Ryan, is our offensive line. You know, right. you never know what you're going to get with our offensive line. Jermaine Fetty's on IR now. Elijah Wilkinson now is, is coming in there. I just don't know what to expect. Yeah, that's. I think that's really interesting. I was even trying to think about it, you know, because what I was hearing from all of the Bears fans and podcasters and everybody else is we finally figured out how to win. You know what I mean? It's a heavy dose yep. of running the ball, kind of take some pressure off of Justin Fields, let him kind of distribute, you know, that kind of a thing. But like you said, with your top two running backs out and even Khalil Herbert, you know, he's kind of a smaller guy. Do you want to put 25, 30 carries on him? I don't know if you want to do that in the game, but it's it's what works. On the other hand, if that's what teams think works, and you got a situation where maybe we do let them cut loose. Maybe we do let them kind of go out and attack a weakness on the Green Bay Packers and cornerbacks. They're probably not expecting it. And, you know, you've got the wide receivers and the talent there. Also, maybe Justin Fields kind of runs around a little bit, get, let him kind of use that space and, and uh, see some more mobility from him. The Packers, I mean, there's some, I got some nightmares of quarterbacks that have just carved us up that can move. 
Um, oh yeah. Do 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 they want to go in that direction? You know what I mean? Just kind of throw a right. wild card in there and just go do a 180 and say this isn't what we do, but it's what's what's best in this game. And it's also going to be huge for Justin Fields because down the line, you're not going to want him to be a game manager. You're going to want him to take over and be that kind of a guy that's going to be throwing the ball a lot more. Maybe this can be kind of a big breakout game against the Packers at home. I mean, it would be the perfect scenario. It's just a matter of can they get it done. That's a good point. And also get it done without getting this kid hit anymore. Because right, yeah. one of the things right. that I have not liked is how many shots this kid has taken. That Raiders game, he got beat up pretty good. And, and I'm not even talking about that Browns game anymore, but you guys remember what happened there. So this is the thing. Our franchise QB, we got to protect him. So I want them to get him out of the pocket a little bit more. And for the love of God, I want Justin Fields to retire that spin move because every time he does that spin move, he gets nailed. (laughs) The Packers almost took out Joe Burrow last week. So you got to be careful, man. They don't take it easy on quarterbacks. I didn't think he was coming back in the game. Yeah, I was surprised that he came back in that game, but he ended up in the hospital after the fact. Yeah, right. He got hit in the throat or something. Yeah, that was tough. It's brutal. Ouch. Joe Burrow's had a tough go over to his pro career. He has, yeah. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. This offers for new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. What are one of your keys to victory just as you look at this matchup? The biggest thing for the Packers, and I, I don't want to dumb it down too much, but I think the the main thing is going to be the trenches, specifically the offensive line for the Packers. They've done a pretty good job with the guys that they have of keeping off guys on the Steelers and, and the 49ers who have some premier pass rushers. But that's how you beat the Packers. If you want to beat the Packers, you get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And that's when, I mean, you look at, you know, the NFC championship games against Tampa, against the 49ers, the games prior to that where Tampa and the 49ers beat them. You look at the Saints game. When pressure gets in Rogers' face and he starts to get flustered and you can't run the ball and there's just nothing you can, I mean, if you can't run the ball and you can't pass the ball, you're in for a long day. And that's, that's essentially what happens. But Rogers starts to get flustered when he's under pressure. He's not making good reads. He's not making good throws. And at some point he just decides every pass needs to be a 40 yard bomb. (laughs) And as soon as you see that, you know, the game is over. He just, I don't know what it is. He starts playing hero ball and you just know it's time to pack it in. But, that's that's a hundred percent got to be the key for the Bears if they want to win is just unleash the hounds, get them uncomfortable real early on, and uh, yeah, for the Packers it's it's obviously the opposite. You got to do whatever it takes 
to make sure that Khalil Mack and, and Quinn and those guys are not all over Aaron Rodgers. And that's a great key, Ryan, because that's been our success on defense. Right. As, and I mentioned that earlier with Desai. I think the key is he's unleashed that pass rush because for the last couple of years, and I don't like to take shots at Pagano because he's a legend in the game, but this defense was way different under Desai than it did under Pagano. And the reason why is, is that I think Desai is going back to more of those principles that he learned under Fangio because everyone knows that Fangio is a master at disguising coverages. And then what's the next thing that happens with what Desai is doing, A-Dub? You don't know where the blitz is coming from. In last week's game, he was blitzing Eddie Jackson. He was blitzing Tyshawn Gibson. Tyshawn Gibson got his first sack in the NFL. I'm sure Tyshawn Gibson is not used to coming in <laughs> hot like that, right? Right. But the key to that, though, is making sure these quarterbacks don't get comfortable and never know really where these looks are coming from. And I think that's, to Ryan's point, is going to be huge because if we can do that to Rodgers some kind of way, you're going to start getting that look on Rodgers' face that I love seeing when he gets a little frustrated. He gets that little smug look on his face. That's when you know, like, okay, we might have something here. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only worry about uh, Khalil Mack and Quinn, you make a good point there, Prez, about the other guys when they come down to the blitz. So you're right. These are all different looks that Aaron Rodgers have to be ready for. But then on the flip side of that, if you're going to be bringing all these looks and bringing all these particular pressures, know that this guy has seen all of those looks in his career and he will audible out of some shit and get them into a better look. <laughs> so then that's the flip side of it, making yep. sure – that we are prepared for what's going to be the counter. Because I'm telling you, this is going to just be a chess match. And, I, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. The number one thing you want to do with a, with a team like the Chicago Bears is establish the run. If you can kind of establish the run, which is not going to be easy, but you know they're going to be bringing a heavy dose, trying to make sure that that works, just to kind of back you guys off a little bit so that you can't just pin your ears back and go get Aaron Rodgers all the time. But if you can start to shut that down, then you start working on Rodgers. No, for sure. A-Dub, do you have another key for us? I'm glad Ryan brought up the running backs because um, I watched AJ Dillon, I watched Aaron Jones. Those guys been pretty good in the in the passing game, you know, receiving yeah. game, and then those guys been effective, especially in the flat going left. I mean, they that's why Aaron Rodgers love to go to that way. So I think we're going to have to really contain that in this particular game. We also saw Dillon get unleashed a little bit more last week, so that was something that worried me going into this matchup. That's where a guy like Roquan comes into play. You know, they love to get those running backs out in the flat, especially with nobody but Devontae kind of getting anything going. And you saw that a little bit with Tampa Bay. They have obviously got a similar linebacker over there with Levante David, very fast sideline to sideline kind of guy. When you start doing that stuff, if he can get to the sideline and just blow it up before it even gets started, that's when it starts to shut that down. But yeah, I mean, they've been working that a ton. They've just been throwing into the flats. And I, I think it's just because the way that a lot of defenses have learned to play the Packers, this is sort of the Packers counter, right? They want to play back. They want to play too high safety. They want to do all that yep. stuff. And they're like, well, fine. We're just going to throw it to these kind of guys. And I think the bears might even be a little bit different. They're going to say, no, no, we're not going to play back and play scared. We're going to play up and come get you. Yep. So yeah, the, the Packers are going to have to, and, and without Marquez Valdez Scantling, our speed guy trying to get behind your defense is probably going to be tough. So like you said, it's going to be a chess match. Yeah, no, and that's a fair point. And also, too, I mean, you bring in a Roquan Smith. That's the one that I just feel like does not get enough respect in his league. This guy, man, he's just a total player. So, A-Dub, to your point, with your key, I think Roquan's going to be sideline to sideline all Sunday with, with basically going after those running backs because you guys got two good ones that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on, especially that <laughs> Dylan. Dylan is one. I'm telling you, even going back to last year, A-Dub, I told you when they drafted him, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I saw a lot of him from Boston College. I was okay. like, this kid here, he's tough. 
Yeah, he's 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 a fun guy to watch. He's one of those guys. The more carries he gets, the better he gets. You know, he's mm-hmm. he, those first couple carries. He's not really going anywhere. He's just kind of a he's a pounder. You know, he's just going to smack into the line. But you saw in that Titans game. You know, once you give him 15, 20 carries, whatever it is, he starts ripping off chunks and hit. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got to gang tackle him because he there's nothing he loves more than a two yard run turning that into an eight yard run because you don't know how to bring this guy down. So uh, you're going to have to swarm AJ Dillon. You're going to have to you know two-hand tackle him. There's no arm tackles of A.J. Dillon. And like you said, the fact that he's now getting involved in the passing game, you start yeah. getting A.J. Dillon out there. You know, Roquan's quick, but he's going to have to really lay the wood if, if he's going to yeah. bring down A.J. <laughs> Dillon out in the flat. I think it's going to be a group effort there because yeah, 100%. one of those things with Roquan, and this is something I, the only knock that I have on his game is that sometimes he doesn't wrap up when he tackles. Right. So, that's an area right there, a double. And I think that's why I thought your key was really good. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with those two. I think the thing for me, though, is field position battle. Obviously, with the Packers coming in here, they're the favorite in this matchup. I think we do Justin Fields a great service by giving him short fields, right? Flipping the field. That punt return, kickoff return game is going to be vital. Grant, he has a lot of aggressiveness. You saw it on tape last <laughs> week. This kid brought a damn punt out of the end zone. <laughs> Fan base right. is losing their shit over it. But at the end of the day, I like the aggressiveness. We need the field position. We've missed that with not having Tariq Cohen out there this year, punt returner, lose a quarter up Patterson to the Falcons. That's a component that we've missed out on this year. So I'm really hoping with Grant that we can start to see a little bit more wins in field position because if we can, I think that'll help us on Sunday a great deal. Yeah, and the Packers special teams is is just a complete joke. So that's a good point. That's that's probably a, a, a big uh, emphasis for the Green Bay Packers. Please, please tackle these guys and don't give them short fields. Because if they're like you said, if Justin Fields is playing from from the fifty yard line every time he goes out on the field, we're in a lot of trouble. And to the point you made earlier with maybe him getting involved with his, you know, using his legs a little bit more because that's a part that we haven't necessarily seen a lot of so far. So, A-Dub, I think it may be time in this game to take those training wheels off of Justin Fields, bro. Especially going against Aaron Rodgers. He will love this matchup. That's what you want to see, right? Two guys, one kid on the way up, and one guy has a legend. So, want to see that type of game. Well, according to Justin Fields, he ain't worried about all that. He just wants to win. But I know deep down inside, <laughs> you know that was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say the right things, you know, friends. Yeah, man. You know, he, he he's a smart kid. You know, he was coached up well at Ohio State. He knows not to exactly. give people any sort of bulletin board material. <laughs> yes, well, sir. It's, it's it's what Chicago wants too. There's nothing you guys would love more than to see Justin Fields outplay Aaron Rodgers in Chicago and get the win. Oh, my God, man. I'm going to be insufferable <laughs> on this podcast if that happens. <laughs> I'm never coming back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan said, I'm done. <laughs> we got to snatch him up, boys. Hey, come on, Ryan. Where you at, man? <laughs> so you mentioned a few injuries. Are there any other injuries that we should be aware of heading into this matchup? There's a chance Elton Jenkins doesn't play. It looked like he was going to. Uh, he's a pretty key point for us oh, yeah. um, playing tackle. He's been doing a great job uh, in the absence of, of David Bakhtiari, but it uh, looks like Josh Myers, our center, is coming back. We're not 100% sure about Elton yet. Otherwise, no, it's, I mean, we still got Bakhtiari's out, Jair's out, Zadarius is out. As far as I know, everybody else is playing. Uh, King, like I said, is not going to be playing, but um, as far as I know, that's it. We'll have to see. Anything could happen. No, that's true. For us, Khalil Max hasn't practiced all week, but as I always tell everybody, this guy's a gamer. Sunday, expect to see 5-2 out there. Allen Robinson's been on the uh, injury report, had an ankle injury, 
And then uh, Hakeem Hicks, he missed week five with the growing injury. He hasn't practiced much. We'll see what happens there. Now, that's one that I wanted to get your thoughts on, Ryan, because I saw that the Bears, they protected uh, Marcus Hunt on the practice squad. So when I saw that, I said, they may be worried about Hakeem Hicks' availability for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously helps. I mean, that guy's a, not not just a great player, but a leader. Um, the only reason it doesn't mean that much to me is because you still got a bunch of other gamers on the defense. Um, they might not be Akeem Hicks, but, um, you know, you got a bunch of other guys. I'm not entirely sure about the injuries, but Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman. I, Eddie Goldman, I've been a huge fan of for a lot. I was I was one of the guys that I really wanted the Packers to draft, and the, the Bears stole him, along with um, uh, David Montgomery. was a I was a huge David Montgomery fan, and, of course, the Bears got him. You guys have done that like four times to me, by the way. It makes me really upset. But, um, <laughs> who was the other? Oh, it was uh, James Daniels, just kind of randomly. You oh, guys yeah. Got oh, but, yeah. We um, love him, big James. Yeah. James. So. You know, again, I'm I'm not going to say if he doesn't play now. If Khalil Mack doesn't play, that's a big difference. But if if uh, Akeem Hicks doesn't play, it's it's a good thing. But I I still look at this defense as you know they're going to have to earn it if they're going to if they're going to do anything. No, that's a fair point because one of the things when you look at this defense, the D line is one of our uh, strongest position groups, right? Because you got Mario was Junior behind him, Bilal Nichols as you mentioned. So there's some guys there that will be able to kind of plug in but the reason for me that I brought up Hakeem Hicks is he's just that engine to our defense it's just yeah. he takes things to that next level a dub I mean he just I think the fans and the rest of that team feeds off of him when he's out there yeah man it's hard to run off that middle with Hicks there you know he clogs up a lot of that so he makes these guys go in different directions but the other thing is you talked about Eddie Goldman I mean Eddie Goldman is a big piece of what we do I'm glad he's getting a couple games under his belt now coming off that injury so I'm looking forward to seeing what he's gonna bring to the table yeah, I mean, you know, the fan base here, they were quick to try to question the guy's, you know, heart and if he wanted to play. And I kept telling Bears Nation, I said, look, <laughs> the guy was hurt. Like, let, let him get in there. You know, Eddie Goldman wants to play. He wasn't putting up all that weight all summer just to mail it in this season. Right. Be patient with the guy. Be patient, y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good point there. So, A-Dub, we talked briefly about the run game going against this Green Bay run defense. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on Khalil Herbert and what you see happening with that matchup there on Sunday. Because when I look at it, I just, and I told you this against the Raiders, you just don't replace a David Montgomery, right? Right. So it's just one of those things that even if he puts up those numbers, it's still that threat that David Montgomery brings, that ability to break in all those tackles, you know? So just wanted to get your thoughts about uh, Khalil Herbert versus uh, the Packers uh, run defense. What I like about Khalil Herbert, Prez, and I know you talked about him last on um, our last episode, about how good he is. This kid actually had a good time, you know, um, in the offseason. He did good there, did good in preseason. He's actually the one guy, I think, on this team as a rookie who got these opportunities to develop and grow. And I think he's kind of ready for a game like this. Now, the workload is a different story right there. That's right. what I'm a little concerned about. But I think he's ready to play. Yeah, because that was the point that Ryan made earlier, and I, and I actually agree with that because yeah. last week it was the perfect workload because him and Damian Williams pretty much split those carries. And it worked, right. it worked well because Khalil Herbert was fresh down the stretch and he killed the clock, and obviously we know what happened. But in this ball game, I mean, it's Khalil Herbert, and don't even get me started talking about fucking <laughs> Ryan. <Nott>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering I if you're going to bring him up or not. Yeah, man. So we got that. I hope they bring up Artemis Pierce from the practice squad. If he gets called up, I'd rather see him come in as a two over Ryan. Nall. I hope to see Ryan all on special teams. If he gets one carry out there, I'm going to lose my shit. 
<laughs> but you are on the same page. I'm totally in agreement with that part. You write about Ryan. Now, I do not want to see the guy. We saw what he did last year. False starts at the running back position. I mean, that's, a, <laughs> that's a major no-no. Major no-no. <laughs> right. All right, well, guys. Well, let's give some score predictions before we get out of here. Ryan, we'll start with you. What's your score prediction for oh, Sunday? Oh, man, put me on the spot here. I, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to give the Packers the win, though. I'm okay. going to say something along the lines of like 23-21 Packers. Ooh, 23-21, Ooh. a close game. I would love yeah. that. A little nail-biter. <laughs> Ho- hopefully it's not one of those situations where Rodgers gets the ball back with 30 seconds. And well, that's, to- that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It's going it's to be four quarters of just dying, heart attack type of thing, and uh, eventually the Packers, hopefully not a field goal this time, but eventually the Packers <laughs> come back. Right, back. right. Now, I was waiting for him to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mason. <laughs> All right, what you got for me, A-Dub? I got a 23-24. Bears win 24-23. And the reason behind it, because, hey, I think you guys probably going to miss some field goals. <laughs> That's what crossed <laughs> my mind. I can see what you all did last week. And I'm like, oh, these guys can't kick. This game going overtime. <laughs> that was an interesting game. That was an interesting game. So you got a 24-23 Bears? Yes. All right. So our audience is getting ready to come after me again this week. So my prediction is Green Bay 26, Bears 21. I think just missing out on not having Damian Williams out there another week of not having uh, David Montgomery. I just, just feel like with Aaron Rodgers, the key in this matchup for me is countering him because he, you know, he's going to make the adjustments on whatever looks that we show him. I just think that he's going to do just enough to get this victory. So bears nation don't hate me, but 26, 21 green Bay. I got to call it how I see it guys. That's just what I think. Well, I totally get it, friends. I just hope you're wrong again. <laughs> hey, yeah. Listen, I was wrong last week, and I was okay with it. I was okay with yep. it. Yep. Yes, you were. But I also took the Bears to cover the spread last week, too. So, I mean. Yes, I, you I, did. I, I hedged my best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did, friends. Yes, you did. But you know what you call that? You see it, brother. Now, I totally agree with, uh, with your perspective on how you call it. So, nothing, whether we disagree on that, what we think the score is going to be. But overall, man, I appreciate how you shared it. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Ryan. Thanks so much for coming on the show with us again. Can you uh, remind the audience a little bit more about your show and where they can find you? Because we had a lot of our listeners that definitely enjoyed when you came on last year. And I know a lot of them started following you on Twitter. So just a little reminder and a little bit more about your show, brother. Yeah, for sure. Well, you can check out my podcast is the Packernet podcast. I do have to warn you though. I'm not as polite to the bears as when I'm on this show. I get, I try to be unbiased, (laughs) but I get a little fired up sometimes. Um, (laughs) Plus, I deal with a lot less reasonable Bears fans on Twitter than when I come on here. People just get a little crazy, and then I get a little fired up. But um, no, I mean it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I got I got a lot of cool Bears fans, Lions fans, Vikings fans that come hang out and listen to the podcast. It's always a good time, and I, I welcome the interaction. If you want to do that, Pack underscore Daddy is where you can find me on Twitter. And again, if you just want to check in, see what the enemy's up to, Packernet Podcast. Hey man, that's a good show. And yeah, you do get fired up, but I love it. But at the same time, I love when you come on the show because we have like respectful dialogue. And listen, we're we're rivals as far as, as our fan fandom goes, but hey, at the end of the day, we're just sports fans just talk about the love of our team. So it's all good that's over right. here. A dub, I'm just really, really concerned on Sunday. I'm just telling you, I'm just concerned, brother. I totally get it. You got the right to be. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. They've been giving us a butt kicking the past few years or so. So, uh, you know, I totally get the reason. Can I just say one more thing? Randall Cobb's back. 
Yes, he is. Now that's somebody from the past that I never wanted to see him back on the field. He still he still gives me nightmares, bro. All right, Ryan. Thanks again for jumping on, brother. All right, man. You guys take care. All right, now appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Oh man, A Dub, I love it, man. Always cool when he comes and chops it up with us, bro. Yeah, that's dope to have Ryan on here, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, but you know, I'll say this, man. And to his point that he was making, he's like, he gets a little fired up on his show. Well, shit, we the same way with our, our show because we're fans of our teams. Absolutely. Now, for me, I'm one of those fans that I like to try to take just like a critical look on the matchup. So before the season, right. I said that we would lose this matchup, and I'm going to stick with that now. I'm not going to change it just because we're three and two right now. I'm ecstatic that we're three and two. Audience, I want you guys to understand. I want us to win. I'm going to be out there at Soldier Field. You know, when we get on this podcast on Sunday night, I'm not going to have a voice. You know what it is already. However, right now, if I'm looking at this matchup on paper, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. I don't like him. I hate him. (laughs) I hate that smug look on his face. Hate everything about the guy. But guess what? He's a fucking bad motherfucker, bro. That he is. He's calculated, he's strategic, and he's quick to make adjustments. So nothing I can say better about that guy. No, at all. But I'll say this, A-Dub. It's going to be a great game. And Bears Nation, any of you guys that are going to that game on Sunday, you better make noise all game long. You better rise up for that defense on third down. We need to have that same support for that team that we gave them in Las Vegas because we're going to need every ounce of that energy in that stadium on Sunday. Yes, we are, man. We're going to need it badly because this game is a big one. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big one. But you know what, A-Dub? Last thing I got for everybody on this one is Justin Fields. This kid's going to be ready for the smoke. He's going to be ready for this challenge. And I see Justin Fields throwing two touchdown passes on Sunday, A-Dub. That's my bold prediction. Make sure one of those go to Money Moon, baby. Okay. be open. That's all. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, audience. We're going to holler at y'all on Sunday. Thank you for the continued support of this show. We love y'all, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Very Centrist Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our show. Bears Nation, come down with us. 